One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/spoken today. Hello everyone, welcome to an episode of a new series that we are calling Loose Ends. Now, what's happening is, Dad and I are both trapped at opposite ends of the country. So, each week during the quarantine, we are going to do bonus episodes for you. Once a week, I'm going to call Dad and we will all be able to have a bit of a chat with everyone's favorite loose units. Now, first off, Dad, where are you recording this episode from? Well, I'm really pleased to say that I'm in Sydney. Yep. Um, and I'm in a ute. Do you want to settle the uh, Melbourne versus Sydney debate once and for all on the air? It's not a competition. In what respect? Melbourne's got you beat? Well, no, because you need two two horses in a race and Melbourne just aren't in the race. Sure, sure. Okay. But, um, all right. Um, they're probably... Sorry. <laughs> Look, I'm in the ute. Yeah. I'm in my ute. My ute, can I just share this with the listeners? If you must. If you absolutely my must. Ute, my yeah. ute has done quarter of a million kilometres. Okay. And for some of the listeners, that's, that doesn't mean anything. It's nothing. Mm. Um, but... It's actually quite a few, considering I've just done the kilometres in Sydney. Mm. And um, I've got, it's just past Red Joe, just. I've actually tied the front bumper bar on with a rope, and I'm happy to post a photograph uh, on maybe Instagram or, or whatever of the actual rope. Tying the bumper bar on, and my car's got a it's it's, leak, it's got a leaky radiator. Now that I have a bit of a story about that, you and given that this is a um a true crime ish podcast, and you're an ex cop, I thought this might be an interesting thing to raise with you. Sometimes you do things which seem a tad illegal. Now I'm not judging you, Dad, but there was a time where Tegan and I met you at Taronga Zoo, and um, my sister Anne was there. And we had to drive back across the bridge, and there wasn't enough room in the ute. And so, would you like to tell the listeners what you what you did? Well, the terrible thing is that I'm going to sound dreadfully irresponsible. Yes, that's yes, yes, you are. Okay, so I guess it's nice to be honest in these times. <laughs> Just lay it all out on the table. Yep. Yep. So, like you're my father confessor. But you're my father. I know, but metaphorically speaking. Also, it's just confessor, um, not confessor. That sounds like a robot that forcibly makes people confess. No, I was just trying to emphasise. Um, but the thing is, it was raining, and um, I actually put you in the back of the ute. Yeah. Under, so, under the tonneau cover. Yeah. And, and um, I wrapped you up nicely in swaddling. You didn't swaddle me, you idiot. What you did was, <laughs> you know you've got those weird blankets that you wrap furniture in with hockey yes, straps. The, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so effectively, but what happens is when you're in that confined space and you're being jostled around, it was interesting listening to the actual, listening to the Harbour Bridge uh, trapped in... Uh-huh. Have, have you ever been bundled up in a boot by bad guys and driven somewhere and hauled out unceremoniously? You never had that happen, did you? Um, not that I recall, but while you were in the back of the ute yeah. and I was being very irresponsible, you actually called us. Shit, that's right, I that did. Was weird. I, I did, yeah. that's weird, yeah. Okay, because one of the... Um, 
One of the questions we've got here from one of our listeners, Emma Barry asks, what is the funniest or daftest thing Paul has ever done? Stay safe and come to Ireland soon. Emma, we would love to come to Ireland. Um, but dad, can you think of the funniest or daftest thing I've ever done? Uh, well, when you were old enough to know better uh-huh. and we were in a public street, you pulled my pants down. Did I? Yeah. How far down? Completely, including my underpants. I don't know if I... No, I didn't... I don't think I did the underpants? Mm, I think you did. Uh, I think I did. You think you did? I don't think... But the thing is, I don't think I did. No, 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 but it was pretty bad. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know what... I don't know what... You must have had a, a brain snap. Right. That was weird. I mean, you, That's you, okay. You tend to think my whole... I mean, I am... I'm definitely dafter than you. You've got slightly more practical traits, whereas I'm sort of the... I don't know, the plucky comic relief, maybe. Do you think the, the funniness and the daftness, as Emma put it, uh, would make me a bad or a good cop? Um, look, I think the police force needs all types of people and personalities, mm. as, as is being evidenced now. Um, we were watching the news last night um, at a particular park in Sydney, uh, in Rushcutters Bay, yeah. sort of featured prominently, where the police were actually driving through the park. Um, and... On Manly Beach uh, this morning, they had the riot squad out on foot walking down towards the beach, so it's getting pretty bad. Were they going to the beach to enjoy the sweet, sweet sand and no, sun, or were they... No, even though off-duty, they, they would, Sure, I assume. Oh, there's a story in the... God, there's a story or two in Loose Units about you enjoying the beach. Um, yeah, that was a bit of a weird one. A bit of a weird story. Well, um, okay, so, I mean... You don't think I've done anything funnier or after than pulling your pants down? Um, well, your mother and I went and saw you live in Melbourne at the Melbourne Comedy Festival when you did the one-man show. And most yeah. of the material you got was about your wayward brother. And that was really clever and funny. Oh, thank you. And that went for about... It was brilliant. I, I think... I really, really... I, look, I think uh, it was great. And I think, um, you know, humour is um, really, really important. And I guess... You know, in the current climate, I mean, people talk about that, you know, the the gallows humour. Yeah. Um, honestly, it's so important. And it's not, it's not, you're not insulting or you're not being offensive or you're not being sort of blasé or insensitive or unkind or you're just kind of protecting yourself. And, I mean, let's face it, I mean, there have been cases where people have just started uh, laughing and laughter is just such, it's such a fucking great emotion, isn't it? It's well, so, you know, it, it's like a, it's an escape valve. And, you know, some people laugh, you know, at seemingly culturally inappropriate times. Um, you know, you know that I used to run Kinsella Funeral Homes. Yeah. And uh, occasionally um, during funerals, people would start laughing. Yeah, you. One of the things that happens when you come to a live loose unit show. So our most recent shows were in Brisbane at the um, at the sit down comedy club, and Dad would be relaying these stories, which were so like so incredibly horribly violent, and people were cacking it. I think partly because you gotta you gotta do something, right? Like you have to find some way to react to that, and it was Mm, that that time that I um, when I pulled that person's arms off. Sure, and the, and the lady, the, and, the, and the the crowd in Brisbane, there was just this deathly silence. Yeah. And then one lady, sweet lady, you know, she just laughed, and I looked down at her, and I kind of indicated, it's weird, isn't it, when you 
when you're doing a live performance, um, you can't practice for it. I mean, I, I know that comedians do dry runs and they kind of gauge what's funny and what's not. We don't have that uh, sort of – we don't do that, Paul. You and I go out there and – I mean, you've seen me in the green room where – Oh, Dad's – yeah, Dad's – You're a bit of a you know, wreck, but then it, it all pays off because, I mean, you're, you're very natural on stage and it's been really interesting. If you go back to our Facebook page and go to the videos section and watch um, Dad's first on-camera appearance, which was the Studio 10 interview back when the book first got launched, uh, it's, it, it's a different – it's a different you. I mean, mm. when I was interviewing you for the first, because uh, I've gone back and listened to the interview sessions for the first book, and it's just so demonstrably different the way you kind of comport yourself. And I think one thing you've felt more comfortable doing is sort of joking around a bit more. I think you've realized that mm. it's it's really natural to want to joke around. But um, yeah. another question. But you're good, Paul. Paul, you're good in the you. You're a professional and you keep me on track. Otherwise, once I go down the rabbit hole, it's, it's very hard for me to come. So you tend to pull me back but but in relation to that live thing where the lady started laughing and I looked down at her and I kind of indicated that and I sort of I remember what I did I sort of pretended that I had the two arms one um that I pulled off pulled out of this guy's body and I started sort of slapping them together yeah you, you started sort of mimicking, and I just looked at her and I said well I didn't slap them together like this and everyone laughed so I kind of turned that sort of fairly depressing morbid story into something fairly light-hearted but again I mean you know, this situation that now I know that we've had some feedback saying, oh, thank God, you're not talking about the you know what virus. Yeah. And in fact, and I totally understand that because everyone else is talking about it, but I think it's a bit difficult because this is this is us and it's raw and it's un, unrehearsed. Yeah. I mean, you call me and I talk mm. and we interact, and that's the audience, I think, really, really appreciate our, our great. Um, you know the way we we get along and oh yeah, good banter. Yeah, we're honest and good mm. banter. And so the thing is, it's a little bit hard, and it's going to be difficult over the next weeks and months if we're going to be doing this once a week, which I think is a really lovely idea. I mean, I, I hope we get a lot of a lot of questions, and they can they can be on on broad topics, yeah. anything to do with policing, because policing. I mean, they they are in a really really awkward situation like this. The Commissioner of Police in New South Wales, what a terrible, terrible situation. There's this situation where a lot of boats have got at least a 1,000 crew on board that got confirmed for coronavirus. Yep. And um, they're saying, leave, we, we don't want you to land. And now they're talking about getting the military involved. So essentially, they're going to send these ships sort of cast adrift. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. And, um, I mean, you know, it sort of protects the bigger, the bigger crowd or let these people die out to sea. Yeah. Did you ever have to... Um make any i mean not not decisions of that magnitude but were there any kind of unwinnable kobayashi maru-esque horrible scenarios you had to deal with in the police force or in the fire brigade or even work cover where you had to make a choice between two shitty choices um it's a great question paul um I'd have to give that some thought. We can deal with that um, next. I, yeah, why don't you yeah. sit on that one for next week? I think that's a yeah. good one to, to yeah. sit on yeah. for next week. Um, we got a question here from Shari Brewer who says, Hey, Paul, tell us about the dumbest crook you pinched during your time in the force. Shari, I think she's misphrased it because it reads as if she thinks I was on the force. And uh, she wants to know the dumbest crook I pinched. But I'm assuming she's talking about you, Dad. Who is, do you recall the stupidest crook you pinched while you were in the police force? Well, actually, I do remember um, a guy that I arrested uh, off duty. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure whether we touched on it, but uh, that's that really amazing story when you and your brother, and you were fairly small, um, you were asleep and there, there was a banging on the door. Do you remember that night? No. Holy shit. Hang on, just, just, just new, new case alert, people. Loose Units fans, this is a new case that apparently... No, this is an amazing story. Slip bias. Okay, here, go ahead. This is awesome. Oh, you, you may recall it, but anyway, so... I now let me think about this. I think I was in the fire brigade, but the thing about if you've ever been a policeman, police officer, police person, police whatever, mm-hmm. it's so ingrained. I mean, I've been out of the police force now for so long, but when I walk the streets and I look at people and I observe things, I'm if you threw a uniform on me or all of a sudden they um, conscripted all the ex police in New South Wales. I'd, I'd just, I'd be, in, I'd, I'd, I'd just walk into a police station, sit down, and it'll be on for young and old. Wow! You, never, you, never, you just don't forget that, that, that form of policing. That's, um, I mean, that's what policing is. It's, um, it's very observational. Sure. And um, what the fuck was I? What was you, I saying? You were saying that, that. I mean, I assume you were working towards you years later on the. Oh, fl- that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've been out of the police force for some time, but. Uh, it was about midnight, and there was someone trying to break into the house. Which house was but this, by the way? That was the coachman's cottage. Oh, so down um, in um, North Manly, yeah. In North Manly, and mm. the weird thing is, and this is going to sound a bit odd to the listeners, but we lived on a main road, and I was trying to soundproof the house, so I actually glued the front door shut. So things like that. Oh, shit, hang on. So my, my bedroom was... Was your bedroom? That was my bedroom. 
So there was a, mark, like a sunroom. There was a closed, there was a glued shut door that was basically that was ornamental at that point. But yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. But it looked like a front door. But yeah. I glued it from the inside, uh-huh. which is, I used to do lots of weird things like that. I remember that time in another place where I painted out all the windows in the lounge room? Uh, no. Yeah, because I, I couldn't, I, for some reason or other, I thought that was more economical to do that than buy curtains. So I just painted out the glass. Uh, actually, when I look back on it, that is actually a really weird thing. To that's do, a, isn't that's it? really weird. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but the gluing the, the, the gluing the door shut makes kind of sense. But kind of. so mm. to walk us walk us through what what happened. And then, then then there was this bang 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 and smashing and kicking and that was really quite terrifying. Now because the door was um was glued shut. Yeah. I obviously couldn't open it. So I then and I knew that. So I went around the back, which was kind of the front. We sort of flipped things around because yeah. we had two street access, and mm. I then and I was in my, my underpants. Funnily enough, red undies, which were the same undies that I yes dived wore, into the the, the harbour with. Dived into Sydney Harbour. Okay, so if this, I had, we've only ever discussed at a live show. Yeah, I tell you what. At some point over the coming weeks, uh, let us know on the Facebook page if you would like us to post um, uh, that story, a very special story that was only broadcast in the live loose unit shows. I think it's a, it's, I think it's a cracker. But I think also if, if there's ever a John and Paul action figure set, I think I'd be in a floral shirt of some sort with my huge moustache. But you would, you would basically be in your police uniform, and it would be removable, and beneath it, you would be wearing red undies. Basically. Yeah, because the, the theme of red undies, I don't ever, without getting too personal, I don't actually wear red undies anymore. I only wear black underpants now. Ah, damn. There goes yeah. there goes the merch. Okay, so, yeah, you, so you, okay, uh, hang on, just just quickly, Dad. Sorry, parenthetically, what time yeah. was this happening at? I'm guessing... Oh, it, was, it was in the wee hours. Like, we're talking midnight, 1am. Yeah, great, okay. When you're in, when you're in really deep sleep. Yep. And... Um, I went round and I and I and I knew someone was um, trying to break in, mm. and and it was really oh God, it was it was crazy. And, I, and you know, I, I can't believe that I didn't call Triple O, um, which is weird because I just I, anyway, look, it was a serious situation. But I was half asleep in my undies, and I come around, I'm sneaking around the front of the house, and then I, I look in, and there was sort of because we're on a main road, and there were street lights, and I could see this huge guy oh, built, he was built like a brick shit house and um to say he was a big guy and he had a knife he was armed and he was trying to break into the house um so 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 fucked up and i shouted out and he sort of saw me and i started running towards him so he would have seen this psychopath with him. he would have seen the white <laughs> in my eyes running towards him and what he did yeah he then somehow or other scaled our we had about a nine, maybe a ten foot fence. I remember again because we were on, we were literally on the road, on and the fence. And so the fence, yeah, the fence would go over. It was like an elevated footpath, and then literally just like freeway, and across the freeway, a golf course. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And and you could have stepped off the gutter on our roof mm. onto the roof of a bus. You could have. Well, you could have. Had, if, if the bus had stopped right outside, which they invariably did because we were near traffic lights yeah you could actually jump easily mm. from our house onto a bus but there was no bus that night for this man to step onto so what did, no, what did he, he do what he did he jumped he climbed really fast he was i'd obviously really really surprised him and he panicked and he scaled our massive uh, uh fence which was made of two different materials it was bricks and then it was lattice work so yeah. the lattice work enabled him to sort of climb up and over but what the, 
what happened was, and I still to this day don't know how he got onto our property, but I know how he left because he fell 10 feet and he broke his leg. Oh. That was a major break and he was fucked. But oh. what unbeknownst, unbeknownst to him and, and me in a way is that I was directly behind him. I was following him and I've gone up over the fence and I've kind of gone into free fall and just came down on him and he cushioned my fall. And I didn't know this at the time because I didn't know his leg was broken. But, and I've had uh, a broken leg before and there aren't many things on yeah. earth. It's yeah. painful. And I've actually landed on the brake. Oh, no. No. And it literally, he literally, he screamed. One of those screams that was so, you know, visceral. And, and then I realised, and then what happened was, uh, all of a sudden there were police everywhere, including a police officer, a female police officer that had been in my class at the academy. And Get I'd out. been to high school with her. Get out. And she was the senior officer and... You're in your undies. And I'm in my underpants and I'm sort of pinning this guy down. It kind of looked like I'd made a really, really good arrest. Oh. I still didn't know about his broken leg. And <sighs> what happened was um, he, uh, he was a... Uh, He'd attempted to break into other properties and they believe that he was actually a rapist. Can you fucking believe this? That kind of takes the... Because I felt very bad for the break and then now I'm suddenly... Oh, no, he was a, he was a really, really, really heavy crim. And there was no... I realised, I said to the police that he had a knife. Yeah. And he'd used the knife in various crimes prior to this particular um, attempt at break-in and whatever else he was possibly going to do. Yeah. And, but he was under the influence of drugs, not that that's an excuse, but what happened was um, he had no knife and we couldn't find it. And then we, later on, when they arrested him and got him into the back of the... Uh, well, they had to get an ambulance as well. And I'll never ever forget... Um, oh, look, you know, it was pretty heavy because um, one of the police officers actually... Uh, to stop him moving because he was under the influence of drugs. Yes, he was suffering a lot of pain, but also he, he still was in a situation mentally where he wanted to escape. Mm. So I remember one of the police officers just put their foot on his leg and kind of pressed down a bit. The break. Like in the Dirt Harry film, that famous scene at the end oh. with that multiple kitty rapist in the field. Uh, Dirty Harry shoots him in the leg. I remember. And then yeah. he goes up to him and all the lights come on and he just he just treads on his on the wound. Oh. It's a great scene from the Harry film, but not so much a great scene from when you're actually witnessing in real life. But anyway, uh, but then we had then they did a bit of an emu parade inside our place at one in the morning. Did you put, uh, you put some pants on? I, I just can't remember whether I went back inside and put some clothes on. Yeah, probably I did. And then we uh, they did a bit of a bit of a search and they located the knife, which was an incredibly important part part of the evidence because. You know, that increases the severity of the crime and, and what they're going to charge this guy with. Like, if it's just a break and enter, that's not so. But if it's if it's break and enter with intent to, you know, cause grievous bodily harm or, or in, intent to commit an indictable offence. Um, but anyway, so that's, that's an amazing story. And you and, you and your brother were, uh, were fast asleep while this is happening, you know, inches away from your beds. Did Are you sure we've never discussed this story? I've never... In my life, heard this story, um, Dad. That's that's fantastic. Now, was that during the fire brigade era, or was this the funeral yeah, home? Yeah, no, no, that was uh, that was the fire brigade. But but you know, like I I come back to the thing about policing. You know, um, 
you never really get it out of your system. No, I understand. And uh, you know, I I think that's that's a really cool and weird story and you you're going to have to get some more red underpants. I think it's your thing. I think you need to work it back into the wardrobe, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, there was another incident where I actually put underpants over my head, but I I can't recall. Let's tell you what, that. save that for next week because the whole point of these episodes is to keep people like thrilled and excited and stop people going, you know, um, do lally and bored over these mm. quarantine yeah. days. So we yep. really, really, really enjoyed. Did, did, did you enjoy the episode, Dad? Did you enjoy that? I'm, I'm stoked. And also, can I just do a bit of a shout out to all the, um, look, I've, I've sort of got back on Instagram. I did it yesterday. Yeah, it's John F. Verhoeven, and, I believe. Yeah, and it was just, and so many people. Mm. Like almost two hundred people. Yeah, all of out of ours. Yeah, all of we did a shout out, and uh, loose units listeners all came through. So if you haven't already followed Dad, um, Dad does really great amateur, but I would say kind of semi-professional photography at this point, like really beautiful stuff. And he's going to be posting uh, a bunch of really great stuff that he's been taking throughout the years. So if you want to follow yeah. Dad on Instagram, it's uh, John F Verhoeven, uh, one word. But I'm just doing. I'm just doing it just to sort of because I'm really. Um, I'm, I just really, without sounding weird, but I'm I actually, I'm very grateful and I'm very fond of all the listeners. Yeah. I, I have great heartfelt appreciation and I think it's really, really important in this time to maintain a level of um, uh, contact. Yeah, and engagement. And, and I do, and I think about all the, the wonderful people that we've met uh, and the people that listen and the people, and it's just, and it's just mind-blowing. And then I heard a few days ago that we're going to, after 40 years, I got a, um, some contacts by people that were in my class. At the we academy. Four-year at the academy when I was in class 171, F-Trip at Redfern Police Academy. We're going to do a reunion. And I hate reunions. I've never, ever been to a school one. They, they just I can't bear the thought of it, but I'm really, really excited about the police one. That's bonkers because by the time that that reunion happens next year, uh, the second book will be out. So there'll be two books. There'll be three seasons of the podcast and God knows what else, a bunch of other stuff we're not actually yep, allowed to talk yep. about right now. Um. Dad, they keep those questions coming. Look, let's really go hard, go deep. Anything yeah. at all, like nothing's taboo. We can talk about absolutely anything. Whatever you want, and you know, we can we can revisit the underpants at a later date. Lots and lots of you asked really great questions that were actually rolling in whilst we were recording the episode. Obviously, time is limited, but because we're going to be doing these every week. Uh, we are going to stockpile these questions. So hop on the thread on the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash loose units and anything you want to ask us, pop it in there and we will try and get to it uh, as soon as we can. But uh, that has been our first episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. Uh, I'm Paul Verhoeven, that's John Verhoeven, and we'll see you next week for more Loose Units. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. 
acast.com. <laughs>